about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. I'm excited. Am I ready? Are we ready, Holy Ghost? All right, Patrick, I think I'm just about ready. Anna, come on up here. What, I'm, what we're going to start with really quickly is that Anna has shared something on her Facebook about a recording. And right when I listened to it, I was like, okay. Not that I was scared because I, I, don't, I don't operate in, a, in the spirit of fear or anything like that. It just made me come aware to go, hmm, I think we need to play this. So I reached out to her and said I wanted to play the audio. We have a picture of it. Thank you, sound team. I just gave it to him like 2.5 minutes ago. <laughs> and like, here you go and play, put this up for Anna because she asked about the picture. And I said, okay. So here, don't, no, no, come back, come back, come back. You're you going to get the, you're going to have the mic. No, you don't. It has to be recorded. We want to have it all recorded. So just real quick, talk about that. And then we're going to play the audio. Okay. So I think it was a Tuesday evening. Um, I decided that I got to get out and do my walk and this heat has kept me back. So I decided to go out and walk. So when I left my home, I turned right and I went straight down a mile. And when I turned around to come back the other mile, I could see the lightning just in front of me all over the place. And on the other side of the lake that I couldn't see it because of the houses. So it was like immediately was like, oh, my God, you live in Florida. I was like, shut up. And I just started speaking to the Lord the way that I do to him, Father. You know, like I know he's going to turn everything for good. So I'm telling him, Father God, just show me. Show me what you want to show me. Show me. Show me what I can show them who you are to glorify you. Show me, Father. So I just kept praying and talking, and that's what I do, you know, just. And um, I, but I, I recorded for six minutes. So I took out my phone just to record as I was talking a certain part to him. And after I got back to the house, I was led to slow down a particular lightning show that I got, a particular flash that came across the sky. So I was led to clip that and slow it down. I never slow down my audios, my videos, none of that stuff. So I was able to slow it down and at the same time um, capture a picture. And this is one of the pictures that I captured, which is the deceitful foe, a lion. And you can see him roaming in the back of the trees. You can see like where the first lightning is coming out, his nose and then his mane going that way, his back and everything. And on the actual video, you'll see it how it all happened. But what didn't disturb me, what gave me the revelation of what that lightning was when I was speaking to the Lord in that moment was the sound that I got when I slowed it down. Because all the fangless foe can do is just roar. He can't bite. He's trying to scare, he's, you know, so he's out there, he, he's real, he's out there trying to see who he can um, snatch up, devour, you know, with his deceitful eyes, whether it's, I'm talking too much. <laughs> so this was beautiful. So it, it, it still, it still um, leaves me in awe of when I speak to the Father, and especially when I walk, he just shows me so much stuff, like in the sky, it, it's, it's beautiful. 
Thank you. Turn to Revelation 12, 12 before I play it. Revelation 12, 12. Thank you, Anna. And while you're getting there, I'm going to play the audio, okay? Revelation 12, 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time. Rather you believe that was her spirit realm, whatever you believe. However, there is a spiritual realm that is active, that you have no idea about. You can't even see it. And is it just demons? No, we have angelic activity as well, right? Even Pat told me today that he had his, the mics up here one time, no one was in here, and it was picking up sound, okay, right? But the fact is that demons are sitting, and I'm not going to talk a lot about him. Let me just tell you that because he doesn't get that much information, you know. What I'm doing is, is making you aware, because people perish for the lack of knowledge. So I got to make you aware. If the Lord puts something on me to tell I'm going to have to let you know about that. Because demons are on the, on the outskirts lurking to see whom they may devour, to see who, what opening they have, what door, what, what, what window, what crack. Can they get into each and every one of your lives? Because he hates you that much. And let me just say, not everything is demonic. I, I want to make sure I reiterate that. Can demons come through through un, unforgiveness, offense, sin? Yes. But there are also some choices that many of us have made that has the reason why we made some certain choices is why we're living our lives right here and right now, right? But I just want to reiterate how important even the spirit realm is because we know that we are also three true and we are, we, we are a spirit that has a soul and we live in a body. We're first and foremost spirit beings. So just make you important uh, uh, aware about that. We're spirit beings. So what's important to us? Prayer is important to us. Guarding your eyes, your ears, your gates are important so that things can't enter into our spirit, right? Ephesians 6:12 says, "For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, right? 
but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. My Amplified Version says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places, right? So now that you know, know that I came here not to play with the devil, okay? I came here to let you know and to expose who the enemy is, okay? He's getting exposed today. He's getting exposed, and I'm going after you. I'm going after him for you, and I'm going after him for me and my family, right? I'm not, conf I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm confronting him. And I, I, I'm hoping that you guys are with me to confront him, right? We confront him. I don't want to play pancakes with him. I don't want to just get in with them any kind of way and play around with them and sing Barney songs and go, it's okay when you attack me. The devil is a liar. No, you're not. I'm not playing. You cross the threshold and you're not coming in. If you are covering yourselves with the spirit of God and staying in his presence, he can't even harm you. He's defeated. Let me just make sure you understand that. He's defeated, but let me just make you aware that he wants you. He can't stand you. He hates everything about you, your ministry, your purpose, your family, who you are, your call. He's coming after you. But you say, devil, not today, because you're on my hit list, devil. I ain't on yours. Listen. He tries that. He tries it. So when that spirit of offense try to show up in your life, you know how it looks. No, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. When you're getting mad or you feel, sense jealousy because someone else is doing something, you want to do it. No, no, that's the enemy. Just rebuke that. It's okay. You got you to gotta call yourself, right? Right? When you sense division is coming, nope, you, you, you go ahead and pray against that thing. If you're sitting here putting your ministry in front of what God is calling, the place that he has called you, then that's the enemy. Sit down and, and get some character and integrity. Don't get mad and feel like I'm not being used. No, sit down, get your character and integrity built, and then the Lord will open up the door when it's time for you to be used. When we came here, we came here, we sat in the back. Because we said, Lord, whatever you want to do, we sat in the back. They heard my, my, my testimony about the church before. When we first came here, I was like, no, God, I don't think so. This is very Lily White. I got to be honest. But me going in and saying, Lord, no, this is Lily White, that was of the flesh. Because I need to look at things in the spirit and where did God want me and not to look at whose color was going to be preaching or who's in leadership. But God, did you call me to the place? Because I had to set the devil down and go, no, you're not going to try to come in and do this racial thing. This man has been like a father to me. He's a father to these girls. And if I would allow the enemy to let me look at color and everyone in here, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now because I, would, I probably would have did it. It would have been delayed. However, look at how the God, Lord is using me now that I had to get out of my own stuff. That's demonic. He wants to hold up what you got to do for God, your assignment. Come on. Well, now right now, I break every block. Right now, in Jesus' name, the enemy tries. I break every time he tries to come against your destiny and your calling, your assignment. I break it right now in Jesus' name. His little roar is like a meow. It's like a cat. Who remember that commercial? Meow, 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 meow. So I come against right now every witch, every warlock right now in Jesus' name. I come against it by the blood of Jesus. Every rumor and every curse that he tried to speak over your life, I break it right now in Jesus' name with the blood of Jesus. We're taking back not only territory, but we're not just putting a black eye on the enemy. We're knocking him down where he's not getting back up. 
Like I said, we're not playing games. I tell my clients, the only way I can truly help you is you can become self-aware of what is really going on with you. I can tell you, so I'm blue in the face. This is what's going on. This is what you need to do to help. You need to switch it. If you don't become self-aware, you're not going to do anything. So you got to be self-aware of what is he doing? Is he coming against you? And no, when you start feeling that, you go, mm, no, this is not right. This is not feeling well with my spirit. And you come against it. We can't sit here and preach it out of you. Does faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God? Yes. But if you are not just hearing stuff and not doing it, what are you doing? And I didn't play that recording to make you fearful. Like I said, he's a defeated foe. Like Anna said, he has, he's fingless. He got gums. He's just gumming. <laughs> My baby's just gum. <laughs> they try to bite you, but they're gumming. <laughs> But you have something inside of you that is so much bigger than any weapon he tries to form against you. The weapons may form. They may form, but they're not going to prosper against your life. Let's go to 1 Peter 5. You guys say, I'm a son and daughter of God. And yes, you are. 1 Peter 5. We're going to start at verse 8. It says, stay alert. Watch out for your, your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Like I said earlier, he hates everything about you. He wants to kill everything about you. He wants to steal everything from you. He wants to demolish everything related to you. And the good thing is he can't take anything away from us that our daddy God has given us. That's good. In 2 Peter 1, 3, you don't have to turn to it. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God, the best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you, your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. New Living Translation says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. So if God has given us everything, everything he gives us is permanent. Any, anything the enemy tries to give you is temporary. But what God gives us is permanent. That's why many of you have permanent deliverances. That's why many of you have permanent victories. Permanent miracles. And I tell you right now, their prodigals are coming home, and they're going to come, and it's going to be permanent. It's not they're going to come and serve God and go back out in the world and then come back. No, they're coming, and it's going to be permanent in their life. Say he's a permanent God. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says the Message Bible, keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. And are there many Christians napping today? Yes. But I think kingdom believers, we are wide awake. Some Christians might be napping, but kingdom believers are wide awake. We got to stop as a church being nonchalant and complacent about the things of God. They, they, they want to keep pleasing people instead of pleasing God. Why? And then they come up with these alternatives. The Lord put on my spirit. We, come, we, we as Christian, Christians, I got to say that because I'm a kingdom believer. Let me just clarify that. Christians want to come up with alternative for things. Right. But there's no alternative to the word of God or the Holy Ghost. 
when they try to say God, that God didn't change his word for the LGBTQ community. And when I see pastors and preachers and stuff and prophets saying that how God's word has changed to why what the the word is the same it didn't change. There was the same sin stuff going on back then. Yes, it's the same today, but it didn't change, right? So why are we now trying to switch God's word up to be liked, to have followers? Listen, I only believe in the opinion of one, and that's the Father. But this alternative stuff that we do in the body of Christ has to stop. We see it, the alternatives to people want to do yoga, and we want to put Christian in front and call it Christian yoga. And then we as believers try to say, it's just stretching. When you're really doing idol worship. And Hindu people can't stand you doing yoga anyway. But you think it's okay you can put Christian in front and have a bunch of people come who are believers. And give me a break. You're just worshiping demons. Oh, and let's talk about Halloween. And how we want to give our kids an alternative to Halloween. But instead of doing Halloween, we want to switch it to treat, trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. Okay? Trunk or treat. And listen, I'm not being religious. I'm just telling you. We don't need to associate with evil. Let me just say it. So instead of trunk or treat, I said trick or, Halloween, we don't do trunk or treat, which is the alternative, right? But what we need to do is teach our children the truth and just tell them right off the back so they know the truth. When sh- let, me, let me, full disclosure. Okay? Full disclosure. When we were in Islam, we never celebrated anything. When Ben and I got born again, the first year we allowed our girls to celebrate Halloween. Because we're like, we didn't, they didn't celebrate anything. They did nothing. So Ben took them to Publix. <laughs> and these ugly outfits. I, it was just ugly. I think ZB had on work, what is it, wash gloves. It was, they were ugly. They just wanted candy, okay? They just wanted candy. We didn't celebrate it again. Then we did something here years ago. And then we call it Harvest Fest. Which I will tell you, what we did there... It, we played a Creflo Dollar tape that showed them um, in hell. We had a skit that we involved the teenagers in that showed people about hell. Because I'm like, you want to be scared with Halloween? Well, then come on. Let's do the real truth reality of being scared. So we did something about hell. And I tell you, we had a lot of teenagers come up and get born again that night because they did get scared. And we had a wonderful lady who pastor used to call his right-hand lady who came up to me and said, you scared the hell out of me. <laughs> right? <laughs> if we scared the hell out of Mary, we did a good job tonight. However, the Lord's like saying that, listen, stop it. Stop it, right? Oh, something else real about telling the truth to kids. When Shazi was little, probably like three, four years old, we were not celebrating anything. We weren't celebrating Christmas. And she had a, a doctor's appointment. And the doctor was like, so what is Santa bringing you for Christmas? Well, Shazi knew at three or four. There's no Santa. It's my daddy. The doctor's like, no, no, no. But you're going to get toys. My daddy gives me toys. But no, and I'm looking at the doctor, I said, ma'am, please stop. <laughs> she knows there's no Santa. Oh, no kids are in here. She knows there's no Santa. She knows her daddy works hard to bring gifts. This is no judgment if you told your kids that. I'm just telling you the truth. Like, kids are okay when you tell them the truth. They appreciate the truth. When they lost teeth, did we give them money? Yes, but we didn't say the tooth fairy bought it. Here, you lost teeth, here's some money just to have money for your, your tooth. Now give me your tooth. Like, just tell kids the truth. And I think a lot of times we look at that like we want the kids to um, have fun and not feel left out. But do you want them to be left out of heaven? Like, I'm just trying to understand what's more important. 
We got to stop saying it's okay, it's innocent, it's just kids and candy, okay? But listen, I looked up Halloween and what it meant. Halloween or hollow means something to worship it. When the Bible says, hollow be thy name, which is the Lord, hollow be thy name, hollow means made holy, consecrated, greatly revered, and honored. The only name that has to be hollowed is the name of God. Let his name be worshipped, exalted, honored, and adored on this earth as it is in heaven. Halloween is a celebration of worship and dedication to dead people, evil spirits, and the dead. I mean, I, it's a shame that I have to even put this out there about Halloween, but I feel if God hates it, so do we. If it's evil, he doesn't want us to participate in any type of evil. And he doesn't want us or our children entangled in it. Because I realize when we do the alternatives, it's not the kids, it's the parents. It's our own feelings and emotions behind it, right? But ask yourself, would the Lord be okay with us associated with anything pertaining to be evil? And dead people. And changing the name to something demonic does not make it okay with God. <laughs> so if that's the case, then why don't you go ahead and get a Ouija board? And then pray over and say, we believe this is a Christian Ouija board. And instead of demons coming through, we're going to believe angels will come through here. Or how about you get some tarot cards? Put your hands on that lay hands. Now, this is not the devil. We're going to speak this as Christians. We're just going to have believe God to do a work with angels. Stop it. You see how it makes, doesn't make sense? So why does it make sense with Christian yoga? Why does it make sense with us doing Halloween trick-or-treat? Trunk-or-treat. I keep getting that messed up. Whatever. Same thing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ephesians 5.11 says, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Okay? 1 Thessalonians 5.22 says, stay away from every kind of evil. Listen, the Lord showed me we can no longer have trans Christians. You identify one day with the word of God here, and then, no, I'm not. I'm identify over here this time. No, I may identify when the Lord talks about my finances. That's so great and healing. But I'm not going to identify when he tells me don't fornicate and don't commit a sin and don't lie. I don't agree with that. I agree that I can marry somebody just because we don't have to have it in paper. But no, the Lord said, no, you got to be married. Come on, we can't, we can't pick and choose. Trans-Christian. I'm going to be this one day, I'm going to be this another day. Ben was out at, a, at a, a restaurant and went and took a picture of this person who was standing there and looked like a cat. Ben said, are you a cat? Or <laughs> like you ask him, are you a cat or something, a squirrel? He literally had, I wish I had a picture. He literally had ears of a cat. His nails were gray like a cat and had a tail. I guess he identified as a cat, right? But this is, I'm saying, the mindset of the people that we are dealing with that we don't have time to play with the enemy and just keep playing. That's okay. We won't want to offend you. People's lives are at stake. People are dying every day going to hell. People are in cemeteries with so many gifts. They didn't even accept the Lord that, that was supposed to be used for the kingdom. And it's our job to be the hands and feet of God. It's our job to go to them and speak life. It's our job to break the devil and rebuke the devil out of their life and bring them forth deliverance. We can't just be sitting in chairs anymore doing this, thinking it's okay. God is calling us to rise up. The church has to rise up and start declaring the word of God over their lives. Start representing the kingdom. <sighs> Let me talk to a few people who like to deal with these crystals. Listen, as a therapist, I hear these people and I see what they're saying. I'm like, if you just would let go of that, you would be set free. And they don't get it. But when I hear believers are talking about crystals and believe they bring some type of healing, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. The crystals are not the healer. Go to the healer who brings you forth the healing. When I have stuff coming against my body, I'm not rubbing on a crystal. 
I'm like, Father, thank you. I may sense this symptom, but I thank you that you went on the cross and not only died for my salvation, but my healing. I thank you, Lord, that you say, I rebuked by your stripes, I am healed. I thank you, Lord, your word says that no weapon formed against me. I thank you that you say that goodness is beyond my dwelling place. That's what the word says. So I just remind them of his word. I'm not going to crystals. I'm not looking at my chakras and body energy. When I go to the one who created all of my body beautifully and wonderfully made. It's time for us to break those evil altars down. Break it. Get it out of your bloodline. Rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. And I know today they consider truth the new hate speech. But baby, you consider this hate speech, then that's okay. I'm taking it to the Father because this is truth. And the truth is what's going to set people free. Let's go to 1 King eight, Kings 18. Listen, I, I remember I got entangled into this stuff. I had a friend of mine who had a reading. And I remember I was sitting there with her listening to her get this reading. And I can tell the lady's voice changed. Completely, like the spirit just got in there and changed. And I'm sitting there going, wow, okay, a little different. But I can tell you because of that, I had to go through deliverance because I sat and partake in that and took part in that. So I had to get prayer. And that stuff broke out of my life because I couldn't have the enemy have any opening. Because I'm thinking it's okay. No. First Kings, I'm almost done. First Kings 18.4. Once when Jezebel, where am I? Yes. Once when Jezebel had tried to kill all the Lord's prophets, Obadiah had hidden 100 of them in two caves. He put 50 prophets in each cave and supplied them with food and water. If you read a little bit more, it shows the showdown between Baal's prophets and Elijah. And I really sense there's a showdown that is taking place between the kingdom of God and people of the world. And we can't keep looking like, like them. We got to distinguish who we are. Because what we do and how we do it, it comes with word. Our, our, our word is back with power. Theirs is not. The showdown was with Elijah, the 450 Baal prophets, 400 prophets of Asherah who ate at Jezebel's table. And I, I even put it when I wrote it, Jezebel, like B-A-A-L. I guess it's really B-E-L something. But I was like B-A-A-L, like Baal. Okay. Elijah proved to them, though, that the, the one and true God was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do you understand every religion points to Jesus? In Islam, the prophets are like, Jesus is an amazing prophet. Buddha goes and says, Jesus is an amazing man. Confucius says, oh, Jesus, please learn from his teachings. But Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the light. He's not looking at Confucius, Buddha, Islam, none of them, but all of them point to Jesus. Okay? First Kings 19.9. It's funny, it just reminded me when, when Ahab went to Jezebel and started telling her the stuff that Elijah did. Like, don't let one of them flee. Just get them all, right? Just get them all. No one leaves. And I'm like, Elijah, you were just so used by the Lord. Why are you getting scared now? Right. Which reminds me of how people of God get. We can be the most powerful believer in church when we other, with other people, but when we get around there in the world, we get like, we cover down like, no, I'm going to sit right here and be quiet. 
I, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I, I, I like being liked. But that doesn't do anything. I tell you, when there was an assignment that came against our practice where a man said death is coming there, I was like, oh, really? So I went out front, and they had one guy was doing sage. I think I said that last time, doing sage stuff. And I'm like, what is, no, that, that ain't number smoke. I rebuked that words from that man. And I said, there will not be any death. That, that assignment is canceled right now in Jesus' name. We will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And everyone's looking at me like, we like that. I bet you do. Because you know the smoke ain't doing nothing but causing smoke in our eyes. I had to step, listen, and I'm big always stepping now, but I do. I stay in my office a lot because I don't want to deal with all that stuff. The Lord will also tell you to be careful who you're around. But I know one thing, that office is blessed because I'm there. I know one thing, people who sit on my couch are getting set free and delivered. I know one thing, God has me undercover there, and I'm not just sitting there blowing smoke up any buns, you know what? I'm getting them set free and delivered. They don't even understand what's going on. They're like, it's so different every time I come see you. I just love it. I don't know what else feels so good. Well, you know why? It's the anointing of God. You open it up, I'm going to give it. Everyone's getting books. I'm not even supposed to put what my beliefs are in therapy. But everyone gets a book. Now, if they look up Time Cares and see that this is a church and they come here, so be it. Because I did have a lady who was one of my friends who was here last week. And it was amazing for her. So I'm like, Lord, you got to cover it. Someone tries to report me to the state. None of y'all better not report me to the state. <laughs> Listen, 1 Kings 19.9 says, Then he came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah, hiding in the cave? Ask myself, what are you doing here, Latasha? What are you doing here, Joe? What are you doing hiding out? Listen, the Lord just want me to tell you it's time for you to come out of your hiding. Come out of the caves of insecurities, the caves of doubt, the caves of not feeling like you're good enough, the caves of saying God can't use me, the caves of saying I just messed up so I can't do No, God is saying come out of it. He can use you in your insecurity. He can use you even in your doubt. He can use you if you just open your mouth and do what he's calling you to do. Say it's not you. It's him. Take a stand. Take a stand. Listen, being hidden, you can't be a revolutionary. If you're still hitting, you can't be a trailblazer. If you're still trying to hide out, he can't use you with that power and anointing and that fire. I get you haven't arrived. None of us have. I get y'all don't have it together. None of us do. And I know you're not perfect, but you know what? He says that he is being, we are being perfected. So go forward, and when God speaks a word over you in favor, you don't need weapons, baby. You don't need weapons, but you know what? He says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. You don't need armies, but we got them, baby. The Lord says he utters his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? Psalm 46, 7 says the Lord of heaven's armies is here among us, the God of Israel is our fortress. We don't need an entourage. We don't need mamas as our daddies, right? But we got a heavenly father who was there with us. So in Matthew 26, 53 says, don't you realize that I could ask my father for a thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly. Hebrews 13, 5, 6, let, let your conversation be without co covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. Luke 
Luke 12, 32 says, don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. So I encourage you to go forward in boldness and power and authority. Don't water down the, the word. Don't get kicked down in the game. Get back in the game. It's okay. You can't be a couch quarterback trying to tell everybody else what to do. Get in the game. Keep trusting the one who's called you. Keep trusting the one who's anointed you. Stop hiding out because so many of you have testimonies that people need to hear that's going to bring them instant deliveries, instant healing, instantly and immediately. But God needs you to go forward and do what he is calling you to do. Keep on fire for the things of God. When you stole on fire, the enemy can't even touch you. He get burned. When you on fire, it rubs off on other people. I can't help it. When I walk into place, people got to get excited to change because I'm like, I'm changing the atmosphere. You know who I carry? I carry the anointing. I carry king of kings on me. I carry my daddy. He says he's anointing me. He said he's giving me power to trample over serpents and snakes. I'm like, what? come on, it's not me. It's him. It's him. And you. So let them use you to break off addictions. Let them use you to bring forth deliverance. Let them use you to lay hands on the sick. Let them use you to raise forth the dead. Let them use you. Come out of the cave. Come out of the cave. Don't miss the move of God. He's doing the pouring out right now of rain, right? We hear that. We talk about that here. He is raining. And he's pouring out his rain on his sons and his daughters. So allow him just to use you, right? Okay, babe, I'm letting you go. I mean, hallelujah, I'm down bringing my honey up. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. My God, praise the Lord. But that's what it's like when, when you're with Jesus. And, and that's the way, saints, quite frankly, that's the way it's going to be for the rest of eternity. We're going to have our minds blown over and over and over again because he's God like that. Yeah. Amen. And I, I don't count it lightly to come up before the body of Christ, before the people of God. It's a great honor and a privilege. And if I could just tell you uh, from a place of humil humility, I was crying last night in my, in my bed chamber. And not for nothing, okay, because I don't do this to try to win people or anything like that. But I'm sharing with you the beauty and majesty of God. He's so awesome. And I don't, take the, the, I don't take the opportunity lightly. You understand what I'm saying? And the opportunity that our beloved pastor has given us to, to, to raise up the people of God and to be a voice in this time and in this hour to declare the works of the Lord. It's such an awesome thing. Amen. It's so, it's so, it's so awesome. Hallelujah. And, uh, I made up in my mind when he, when he started activating us, me and Tasha into preaching, I made up in my mind, we're not going to fight about this. Who's preaching, what we're preaching about, uh, who's first, who's last, or anything because when you got a wife can preach if you're a smart man you let her go and preach the word of God amen so I'm trying to be smart amen I'm trying to do the right thing you know and I told her I said I said baby if, it, if the spirit falls a day on you and you you take off take off don't worry about me I'm gonna be okay if I don't speak today or I'll wait till next time whenever next time is amen it's got to be like that 
And I made up my mind, whatever Pastor Tom, whoever he wants to, to, to preach, whatever he says, preach, preach, win, preach, we, we go with it, amen? And we've been going with that for quite some time. But I made up in my mind, I'm not going to fight about it because I made up in my mind, I'm gonna, I have decided to bring glory to the Father. And I know what brings glory to the Father. Fighting and, and, and arguing and bickering and complaining, that grieves the Holy Spirit of God, amen? That doesn't bring God glory. We want to bring him glory. And this day and time, it's time to, to, to bring the Lord glory. Amen. But uh, I'm sitting, I was there sitting like you guys, like, wow. Word coming forth today is strong, it's powerful. Amen. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Uh, yeah, amen. What I have absolutely fits in with this. And uh, it's, it, I'm going to take my time with it. I know, I know we're, uh, we're kind of pressed for time. Can you guys hang in there? But I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move through quickly, though. Okay, so I won't. I, hold, I won't hold you over too much longer. Uh, but I like to say to those at home, if you're insecure about your manhood, we have a Savior. His name is Jesus. He can help you with that. If you're a woman and you're insecure about your womanhood, we have a Savior. His name is Jesus, and He can help you with that. If you have a trouble committing sin, any type of sin, whether it be adultery, fornication, lying, stealing, cheating, uh, maybe you've been a murderer, wherever you're at, we have a savior. His name is Jesus. We have a cure for that. Amen. The scripture says, whomsoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Whoever calls on the Lord, whether they be male, female, Jew, Greek, Whoever calls on the Lord, he's the Savior to him who calls. He will, call, he will come running to your call. He will come to your rescue. Amen. Whomsoever, he's not discriminate in anything. He wants to save you. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you from the darkness that you're facing and that you're experiencing. Just call on the name of the Lord. Call on his name, and you'll find that his name is a strong tower. His name is a fortress. Even though that scripture in, uh, I believe it's uh, Psalms. Let me go to it. Proverbs 18.10, written by Solomon. He had a revelation that God's name wasn't just anything that you say, but it was a place. It was a dimension. It was something that you can experience. It was something that you can feel. It was something that when you speak, man, you see results. You get results. And he described it as a strong tower. He received protection. And King Solomon, he was the son. He was the heir of King David. And King David, he knew about the Lord's protection. Amen. If you fought with a lion, if you fought with a bear, if you fought with a giant, you're going to find out about the protection of the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's why he can write, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a weapon, saints of God. It's just not something we toss around lightly. The name of Jesus Christ is a strong tower. 
and we can find protection if we're walking, if we're in the middle of a storm, if we're, no matter where we are, we can find protection, we can find refuge, we can find salvation in that name, the name of Jesus. If you don't know what else to say, say the name Jesus. Huh? If you can't say the name, spell the name J. E-S-U-S, Jesus. At that name, demons tremble at his name. At that name, we have healing in that name. At that name, we have salvation in that name. Amen? Yes. The name of Jesus. The name of Yeshua. Huh? Same thing. Does that really mean Jesus? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I studied it. That scripture told me, study to show thyself approved. Amen. Uh, yeah, yeah. you got to follow. you got to come to church. you got to have a good pastor that encourages you, challenge you to stay in the word. Might quiz you every now and then. Huh? Yeah, but as we walk, it makes more sense to us more and more. More and more. But they have declared it. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. What does Mark say? Mark 16 and 17. In my name, you, 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 all of yous shall cast out devils. Shall cast out devil. You one with the Father, you one with Jesus, you're going to see some demons coming out. You're going to be a devil caster outer. Right, Maria? Right, yeah. She knows that name. She knows that name has power. She knows the name of Jesus is a weapon. Huh? That's what we're assigned to do. Equip the saints of God with weaponry, with power. Don't you want power? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, say yes. Yes, yeah, we want power. We want power to build the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. That's our purpose. That's what we're designed. We got a design to do that. Everybody, God is so wonderful. He gives everybody their own design. Pastor Tom got his own design. Shazi got her own design. Zimi, David, Maine, all you guys have your own design. But when you're in church, when you're in prayer, when you're doing holy things for God, you're finding out what your design is. Amen? Amen. You're finding the wonderful things you like to be used. You know, wonderful things in ways you like to, you like to say. John, our brother John back there, uh, leader of the men's and couples ministry, fantastic artist he made some art sometime for me time back he drew something i said did a machine do this <laughs> he's so perfect in his gift of, of artistry it's it's just amazing amen but you we find out our design through the name of the lord praise the lord Praise the Lord. So fortress, what helps our mind understand what a fortress is, I mean, we don't see many fortresses today, but we can, we can equate it to the United States military because we live in the, one of the safest nations known to man because we have a mighty military. We have a, 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 the Navy, the Air Force, the Marines, the Coast Guard, all these services that help protect us. Amen. 
but China, the, the, the country of China, they've, they've built a, a wall, the Great Wall of China. You guys ever hear about that? Yeah. A fortified structure to keep them protected. So they invested a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of man hours to keep themselves protected, just like the U.S. has invested a lot of time, a lot of man hours in order to keep us, our citizens, protected. So protection is a big thing for those who want to live. Amen? Amen? How many of you want to live? How many of you want to live in a safe place? Amen. That's all of us, right? So it's, it's important. A fortress. So the Wall of China, to help you with your mind, is, is so big, it's so long, it could reach from Hawaii, cross the sea, and cross the United States, and keep going. No problem. That's how big the, the Wall of China. About 26 feet high, 15 feet wide. And in some cases, it's about 46 miles high, 50 feet high. And they've been working on that for thousands, about 2,500 years, to be specific. Amen? You're talking about determination, right? Determination, uh, tenacity, effort, sweat, man hours, women hours that went into that, into where they invested in uh, seeing their people protected. How much more will our God, great Jehovah, the almighty Savior, the King of kings, the Lord of all creation, how much greater is he to protect you, to protect us? Amen? He's far greater. We just can't see it with our natural eye. To be honest with you, the Lord has revealed to me my angel. The, the scripture says... The Lord shall give his angels charge over you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. We all have angels. So I asked the Lord one time, I want to know, know my angel's name. And he confirmed it over and over again for me. And he's a warring angel, okay? You guys all have angels, but you got to get into that place where you know he's there, okay? Not just one time did he confirm it. I didn't, I, I, he showed me because he knows that. Hey, look, I can do, I can show you. I can show you I'm with you. I can show you the one that's with you, all right? Name is Troy. That's the name of my age. It's probably like Troy L or something, but I know definitely it was Troy in there, okay? All right, but he assigns his angels for us, okay? If you're not really concerned with that type of thing, that's okay. I, I happen to be, I wanted to know, all right? I want to know what type he was. I don't think he's the only one. You know, there's probably another one that records, all right, because they know everything. That's why we got a lot of information in front of us, in front of us that is directly from heaven, okay? To give you an example of that, Psalms is one of those books that a lot of it is angelic activity, just like Hebrews. They're, the scholars are not sure how the, he, uh, the book of Hebrews came along, okay? But it is the word of God, amen? Amen. All right, where am I? You guys all right? I don't see anybody looking at their clocks, so you guys must be all right. All right. All right, let's look at, uh, let's look at uh, Isaiah 9 and 6. Do I got my scripture up there? Okay, I'm going to get to that. You guys see, at, by the way, you guys see verse 5 while we're at it? Great is our Lord, great of power, his understanding. You guys see that, right? Okay, all right, so I'm going I'm to plug that in in just a moment. 
What is uh, Isaiah 9, 6? For unto us a child is born. 9 and 6. I said 6, right? You guys are, most of us are familiar with that. All right? For unto us, right, proclaiming the birth of Jesus Christ. Again, I mean, how could the Bible do that? Right now, we're, we're reading a prophecy that knew years, hundreds of years, what was going to happen to declare the Messiah. That's why when men and women of God, they know that the Messiah was born in Bethlehem. The Messiah was going to be born, in, born to a virgin. The Messiah was going to have a certain lineage so that anybody that popped up later in the end time saying that he's Jesus, uh, you probably a false messiah. You are a false messiah. Amen. Coming up with all these different holidays and stuff like that, doing crazy things. Okay, but the Messiah will come into a lineage. And Isaiah 9 and 6 we read, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. I noticed that this morning. The government shall be on his shoulder. Man, that reminds me of the cross. Amen. And his name, what? Shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and his kingdom will have no end. There's power in the name of Jesus, saints of God. You're powerful if your kingdom has no end. You're powerful if your name is above every name on earth, in the earth, under the earth. Your, your name has more power than all things. Things, cells, molecules, cancers, diabetes, malaria. You follow what I'm saying? Your name is powerful. The sun is powerful, right? Been burning millions of years, just burning. Burning, burning, burning. Yeah, the sun's powerful. Just All I do is burn. I don't do nothing else but burn. I'm the sun. I burn. That's what I do. Why? Because the Lord made me to burn. I burn. I shine all the time. I don't take a day off. I burn. Burn, baby. Burn is what I do. Disco Inferno. Burn, baby. Burn. That's what I do. That's what the Lord made me to do. And it's not just me, but I got another one called Beetlejuice. It's about 10 times bigger than what I am. Oh, yeah. The great God Jehovah is great. He's very great. He's immensely great. Matter of fact, here, take this telescope. You're going to need this to find out just a little bit about his greatness. Take this computer. You're going to need that, too. Take some geology, some astrology. You're going to need that to help you to find out just how great God is, just how powerful the name of Jesus is. But at that name, demons tremble. All hell trembles. Because he made a show of hell openly for you, for me. He triumphed, he triumphed over hell. He made a public example over the devil already. That's why that 
that that demon couldn't touch you because you were covered by the blood and by his name. Amen. And his name is what? A strong tower. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. The mention, you, the, the, the mention of the name Jesus changes atmospheres. The mention of the name of Jesus, demons flee. You guys remember the gathering demoniac in the book of Mark? The man that was uh, possessed with, with a legion of devils. They were trying to scare Jesus. It is not our time. We cannot come out. All this crazy stuff. Hold thy peace and come out. One of you, two of you, three of you, a thousand of you, 10,000 of you, 12,000 of you, come out. And out they went. Nobody can bind the, the gathering demoniac. They were afraid. They were, everybody in the town was afraid of him. He used to hang out at the cemeteries. And he was very strong, had great power. It's like many people that are demon-possessed. They have strong power, but you know what? They ain't stronger than the name of Jesus. See, saints of God, we got to know that today. We got to see that in the word. That the name of Jesus, the holy, the holy, see, it's a holy name we're talking about. We're talking about a holy name. It's a holy thing unto the Lord. It's from God. It will accomplish something every time it's sent forth, just like it says about his word in Isaiah 55. It will not return void. The name of Yahweh, holy. The name of Yeshua, holy. Holy. It will accomplish his purposes. The end of that scripture, uh, Isaiah 9 and 6 his kingdom will have no end, and the zeal of the Lord will perform this. The zeal of the Lord, meaning it won't fail. The kingdom, see, prophecy, you want to help understand prophecy? Prophets, there are some prophecies that are maybes, but th that prophecy right there is coming to pass, period. Nothing is going to stop it. Huh? Not the sage, not the, not the, you know, this community, that community, or whatever. Nothing's going to stop that prophecy. The, the kingdom of God will invade the earth. The kingdom of God, the spirit of God, is imminent. It will invade the earth and totally take over and totally transform, saints of God. And all you got to do is just get in this river, come in and partake. It's a lot of fun proclaiming the, the, the Lord's glory, the Lord's name. Amen. And you know what? It's not difficult. We don't have to make this thing difficult. It's not difficult to release the Lord's name. Amen? Amen. Uh, I'm going to read from uh, Philippians 2 and 5. Look what it says about the Lord's name once again. Let this mind be in you. Oh, man. Big statement. I'm going to say that again. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Wow. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon the form of a servant. Mm. Mm. That's a kingdom key right there. Took the form of a servant. 
Amen. That speaks volumes to me. I know I'm here. I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. I want to help people. I don't want to. I don't want to crush people. I don't want people living under my foot. No. But he made my Lord, my King, my God, the one who died for me. He made himself of no reputation. And he took upon the form of a servant and was made into the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion of man, he humbled himself. Amen. Saints of God, you're going to need humility. You're going to need humility to do this work, you know, because many of us, we weren't, we weren't taught to be humble. You know, we were taught me, 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 me first. You know, when's my turn? I want to go. This, that, you know, patience and stuff. That stuff goes out the door many times with us. Amen. Yeah, because you want it now. What you want, you want it right now. You don't want to wait. You don't care about nobody else. You don't care about nobody else's feelings. You don't care how they feel. You are concerned with your needs. But what does the scripture say? Let this mind be in all of us that was in Christ Jesus that made himself of no reputation. But he humbled himself. Amen. Amen. You're going to face some uh, things that are humiliating in this life. But you know what? It's okay when you have the mind of Christ because you understand God is working his redemptive work. When that person cuts you off in in traffic, instead instead of sowing to the flesh, sow to the spirit. Amen. Because the spirit, it can do anything and, and go anywhere and, and knows all things. Amen? Amen. So you don't have to get mad when they do that. You don't have to uh, throw up a finger or anything like that. But you could just say, Lord, I claim that so for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Simple, not hard. All right. So what else did it say that the Lord did? He humbled himself. Amen. And became obedient. He wanted to be in the flow with his father because he knew him and his father were one. Him and his father were one. I want to be one with my father. Amen. I want to be in the perfect will of my father. I don't want to be operating in my will. I want to operate in the, the will of the most high. And he was obedient into, even until death because there was no other way to de- redeem us, saints. No other way to redeem mankind there except the cross. And only one person could do us do it. Only one person could redeem humanity. Only one person was the Messiah. That's why all this confusion, what Tasha was talking about earlier, all that confusion comes in. Well, we don't have to believe in Jesus. We can believe in, in Confucius. We can believe in Buddha. We can believe in some other speaker or, or soothsayer. We don't have to believe in Jesus. No, there was no other way. So that's why he was obedient even until death. Because his mind was set on saving and delivering us from eternal damnation. You follow what I'm saying? Eternal damnation, that's serious. And it cost him his life. It cost him a horrible death in order to do that. And there's another sect out there. I won't put their name out there, but like that. But what they believe is contrary to, to what we believe in the scripture. Because if there was another way, if there was another way out of hell, which they don't, they don't teach that there's a hell, what Jesus taught there was hell, that he taught about a lake of fire in Matthew chapter 8, where the fire burns continually. It's total separation from God. 
Once you're there, you ain't getting a second chance. You made up your decision. You made up your choice that you don't want anything to do with God. You don't want any part of God. So guess what? You're not going to have any peace. You're not going to have any joy. You're going to not be a part of his kingdom. You're not going to enjoy goodness. None of that. You're going to be in complete separation from God. All right, where was I? Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The name of Christ, when we use the name of Christ, it's the epitome of power. Some people say it's the epitome. I like epitome. I like the French epitome of power, the pinnacle, the benchmark of power, all these great things. Saints, we must honor the Lord and don't use his name in vain. We must remember that when we use, now that the Lord's name has been placed on us, we represent him. We represent the Lord. Amen. And all of his splendor and glory. So we have to honor the Lord by right living. Cleaning up our thought life. Cleaning up the way we talk. Cleaning up the way we believe. Not putting junk in our minds or in our hearts not putting junk in our mouth amen incorporate fasting as a lifestyle so it doesn't pollute our our body things don't pollute and corrupt our body because we have a natural body amen doing things that are uh, led by the flesh so we must do the things that honor and bring honor to his name As we're cooperating with the Spirit, we will be able to have different experiences, spiritual experiences. Our dreams will become lucid. They will be crystal clear. Amen? Because we have the mind of Christ we're following and we're cooperating with the Spirit of God, we're getting and removing junk out of our life. We're moving things that don't belong in our life. And therefore, our subconscious will become purified as well. And when we lay our bed, our heads down at night, God will speak to you there as well. All right, so there was a time uh, years ago where the Lord gave me a dream. And in this dream, I see this wonderful car. It was, it was in the future. It's just a few years back. It wasn't long ago. And uh, I saw the car. It was white. It was, it was unlike anything that I've seen to the date. And this is about 2018, 20, 2017, around in there. And uh, I pulled up to like a crosswalk, and I 
check the, the rim of the car. And I'm like, wow, you know, just checking it out. Just like you guys do when you buy a new car. Amen. And uh, while I'm there at the, at the crosswalk or the parking lot or whatever it was, I see my friend that had been in jail for a number of years, a long time. You know, he was he was married at the same time I was married. Me and Latasha were married. So this is years ago, um, 20 years or more. And he went to jail for some some altercation. He got involved with strife, something like that. Couldn't be there for his wife. Couldn't be there for his young kid. And uh, but I seen him in the dream, clear as day. And so when I woke from the dream, I shared it with, with my wife, and she's half asleep, so she's not enthusiastic about my dreams at all, right? <laughs> she could care less. So I just say it, right? I share it with her so that when it does happen, she knows I had it. Amen. So if the Lord shows you a dream, and it's good, amen, because you're going to have some junk that creeps in there. Receive it as truth. Amen? Because you are a part of him. You are the body of Christ. Okay? And he will reveal mysteries to you. He will give you visions and he will give you dreams. Okay? So the fulfillment of that dream a couple of years later, when uh, I needed something important to happen in my life, I was transitioning. I was moving from uh, one phase of my career into another phase of my career. I had been working for DirecTV as a service technician for a number of years, and uh, I was uh, in the market for a brand new car because I had been driving their service truck, um, you know, around town, home, or whatever. They let me have it because I had a really good driving record, and I was I was a good steward, amen? So not only will they give you a truck, they'll probably give you the best truck that they have because they respect what you do, all right? But I decided it was time to do something different. What I was going to be doing would require a new vehicle, and I'd be moving up and down the highway, the Florida highway. So I had to have some. I had to have a car that was dependable. Amen. I had to have something that was reliable. I am. I'm getting a finger from Tasha saying, "Wrap it up," <laughs> which I, I normally do. This is this is important. This is important. All right. It, it really is. I mean, if people want to be excused, that's fine. All right. But I, I want to share. The next couple of things I, I have to share, okay? Uh, yeah, so um, I needed, I was in, in a position in my life where I had a need, all right? And the moment where the salesman took me to the car and showed me, it was white. It was a hatchback. I needed that car. And I trusted what I received from God as truth. And I took the car. And you know that car, I've had that car nearly five years or so. It's never let me down on the highway. Hardly any trouble with that car with just natural wear and tear and maintenance. Okay? And then, all right, to confirm that, Tasha is in a situation to where she needs a car. And uh, no longer had the black car. There's a, there's a history between, between the black Lincoln that she used to have as well that involves dreams, but it arise where a situation arises where she needed a car. And we had in mind what she wanted. Of course, she wanted something nice. We had been talking about getting her something nice and things of that nature. 
And uh, lo and behold, when we go to off-lease only, only down in Miami, it's another white car that we see. And she's like, maybe we should get this black one. And the one that the, the, the salesperson showed us first was the white car with the fancy rims that I, w- I had took and took a look at it. I was like, wow, those are nice. Right? It was different. Right? And it was uh, 2017, right? The car was 2017. And uh, so when he, when he showed us that, I knew that that was her car, even though he pulled out another one. It was black, and it wasn't as big. It wasn't nearly as nice as the one he, he showed us first, right? So that was the, the, the vision that I saw was her car. The next time we had a person, actually it was before Tasha, we had, we had Shazi. She had a need for another car, another white truck, okay? The dealer um, pulled her over uh, to a car, got her attention, and it was a white Jeep. The fourth time, we needed a car, all right? It was Zimi. It was her turn to get a new vehicle. We call her Zimi, Tazlin. And uh, the dealer says, we just got a shipment in. It's, we just got it today. I'd like to show it for you. And I said, what is it? It's an SUV. I said, no, 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 no. Don't bring us no SUV. You got a, a sedan or, or a sports car or something like that. He says, no, I, got, I really got to show you this. This is really nice. I said, okay. I said, Tazlim, you want to see it? She's like, yeah, yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> right? So he brings it out, an SUV. And nice, right? Leather interior, all that good stuff. And uh, it was white. Again, okay, and then another tie-in to Tasha's car. I was, I was taking her car on a maintenance run and uh, getting the tires changed or something like that. I think that's when you had to pay like eight hundred dollars or something to get new tires. To get new tires, they don't care. And uh, and uh, while I'm there waiting for the maintenance, um, I get a phone call. And uh, it's a call from my friend that had been in jail for a number of years, right? I'm out, Ben, I'm out. I'm with my wife that's been faithful to me 13 years while I've been in jail. And I said, man, that's great. That's awesome. But see, see what I'm saying? See how the connection is made there? How, how God drops things in us? But I share another thing with you guys. All right. The Lord has dropped in me as well that Donald Trump will be the president in 2024. I know it looks crazy. Many people believe that. Some people it sounds crazy and it's okay, but the Lord has downloaded that to me. 2024, I, I saw like a newsreel, a news report. Trump 2024. And then he didn't show me who the vice president or the, the person running against him. But what I saw was an altercation in the party. Somebody goes default. I think it's the vice president, all right, from the dream. But what I did for sure is, is get that download that he will be the president. And when you get something by faith and you see the news reports, you don't pay attention to it because you know it's, it's just all propaganda. It's a strategy 
of the enemy trying to pull you out into something else, some other agenda, some other will, some other candidate. When Trump, he has unfinished business to do in the White House. And even the last election, if you know facts, it was stolen. The guy, he didn't, you know, what they did, they, they, they pulled a big magician's trick, okay? But as you know, in the scriptures, the Lord's got something for uh, musicians. Moses' serpent ate up the serpent of Janus and Jambri. Amen? Amen. So I will close today, Lord. Saints of God, I want you to be empowered in knowing who you are and whose you are. In the name of Jesus, that name has power. That name is a weapon, and there is no other name in heaven or in earth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or under the earth, right? As the scripture declares, or under the earth. to my